Hump Day Quickie's Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickie's Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex-positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. G and I continue our own sexy stories. During this episode, we play with new friends at the sex apartment, have a hot four-way playtime at the club, and then invite four couples over for a wet and wild pool party. And we're back at the sex apartment. Once again, just you and me, Nessa. Just you and me. Recovering from our Thanksgiving full belly stupor. It was a, I'm going to say it was a calm Thanksgiving this time. It was. We had the kids and we continued on through the weekend with the kids. So it was more family time and laid back and just, ah. Yeah, no sexy time though. No. It's just family. But my very favorite time of year. We got to put up the tree. We haven't had a chance to decorate it yet, but it's up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a process. And sometimes there's more than one tree. My love language is gift giving. So this is my favorite time of year. I love to give gifts, buy gifts. And I hate that I am a horrible gift receiver because I I too am one of the givers that I love buying things for people, but I also love buying things for myself. So anytime I come up with something that I want, I typically just get it. So I am horrible to shop for. Yes, you are. But I think I have some good ones this year. Oh, fuck. Why do you say, oh, fuck? Because I don't yet. Because <laughs> I I don't know how it's December already. I, I will be completely honest between leading up to the wedding and then Well, we the, were so busy with the pl- wedding planning. And then all of a sudden, we're not busy, but we are busy. Uh, it's a weird We're not busy, but it, of, the last month and a half just fucking flew but by. We, but we're busy. We're just not busy doing... The things we were, I don't know. It's, it does. It's been flying by. I agree. So I definitely have to get into the finding you things. I honestly can't believe how quickly December has gotten here. So I am by no means ready for Christmas. Oh, I'm, I never am. You know, that's like the one question that people ask when they're catching up with you. So are you ready for the holidays? I hate that question. I'm never, no. I'm never ready. I'm not ready. I used to be I'm, really good at it. I used I'm to shop. I'm not even ready the day of, and I just deal. <laughs> nope, definitely not ready, but it's here. So That surprises me with you. I always feel like I'm forgetting someone. I always feel like I didn't give somebody enough. I mean, you know, our constant struggle for the kids has always been trying to keep it As equal. Close to equal. And, you know, with one younger one who... You can do more toys. The other one doesn't like toys as much, so so it's harder. And then the older one is like more cash and, yep. you know. Like, or just a, a list like of an stupid shit like, why are we getting this ridiculously expensive. Now? And yeah. then you, yeah. It's so tough to keep things looking equal and feeling equal. And then. Then I always find one extra thing for one of them at the last second. And it's like, oh, well, now we got to do. Now <laughs> we got to even, even it, it out. out. Yeah. <laughs> but in the process of looking for things to even it out, I find another thing for the. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's always been our struggle at the end there. But I always feel like I'm forgetting somebody or the last minute I'm like, oh, crap, I should get something for the teachers or, oh, crap, I got to tip the mailman or, you know, like, (laughs) anyways. 
So we're here for our stories. Our story. Continuing we, our stories. We are picking up where we left off back in the end of February 2021. Cold, cold February. Right after we're just we, getting ready we for assumed now. the pandemic would be long gone by this point, <laughs> but nope, just ramping up again. <laughs> yeah. We were wrapping up your month of single gentlemen. We did end up going to the club one more time that month. We didn't do anything that time. We just kind of hung out there and met some new people. And one of those couples that we met was Bob and Linda. Yes, Bob and Linda. We were actually having our hallway chats, as we did for a while back then. Oh. Where we would kind of hang out in the hallway right across from where the single stall bathroom was. We'd land there because you would have to pee or somebody we were talking to would have to pee. And the rest of us would just hang out sitting there waiting and talking and as that's the main hallway for people doing their promenade, if you will, <laughs> everybody would walk by and people would stop and talk and start to gather. Yeah. So yeah. It, we'd end up not leaving the spot right outside the bathroom for a good hour or two because people just kept walking by chatting. It's so fun. And it's been a while since we've done that. I kind of want to bring it back. There's there's a couple of couples that we're hanging out with now that I think would really enjoy that. So Fit that bill. <laughs> Yeah. So that night we met Bob and Linda. In in the hallway? Yes. We weren't really playing that night, and I don't know why, but we kind of went into it with that expectation that we weren't going to, so it was just more of a hangout night for us. It's been a while, so I don't remember, but yeah, sometimes we kind of just don't have the vibe. And I don't even think it was that. I think we'd had a very active month already between the Cockfest and the single guys, and it was... Just a good, fun hangout night for us. Mm -hmm. But in meeting them, we exchanged numbers and said, hey, let's get together. So four days later, (laughs) we decided to go out to dinner with them. As we frequently do with couples, we went out to our favorite steak place, had a fun dinner, spent a lot of time talking, and then came back to the uh, sex apartment. And they saw our coffee table full of lifestyle games and asked if we could play one of the card games. It was a good icebreaker. I I don't remember much of the card game. I don't think much happened. It just was pretty clear. All right, guys, let's get to the bedroom because we hadn't done that the night before or three nights earlier, I guess. We were ready to move in that direction. She was very into you. The nice thing was that it was so soon after meeting them that there was never a chance for things to cool down. So it was still very fun to still be kind of riding the fun conversation we had in the hallway, keep that going into dinner, which was only four days later. Whereas sometimes, you know, we get to meet a fun couple and then it takes several weeks before we can find a time to meet up. And then by that time, things have, you have kinda, to rebuild that. Yeah, it's kind of cooled off a bit. And so now you have to like, I will say in the hallway, we were both very interested in both of them. And yeah, it was so it worked out really nicely. We were still riding that hot and heavy. The flirty vibe between us was still going pretty Absolutely. strong. Yeah. The game, we didn't do much in the game. It was pretty clear that we didn't need too much ice breaking. Yeah, it was like one or so two cards. So it was like, hey, do you guys just want to go in the room? And like, yes. Can we just have an excuse to take off our clothes? So. I swear we just need a card game that has like... <laughs> You, you know, get every naked, you card get has, there's like three different cards and it repeats. Take off your clothes, go down on some. <laughs> <laughs> so we moved to the bedroom. Moved and to the bedroom. you girls <laughs> the third one. <laughs> are, are quickly uh, quickly naked Yes, and are enjoying each other on the bed. Yeah, me and her kind of start things off on the bed and a lot of touching and kissing as you kissing. always do. Yes. <laughs> All the, the girly things. The, the second a girl starts kissing you and realizes what it's like, it's like, oh, well, that's going to be a while now. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. 
I don't know if it's us starting off that gets the guys like ready, but uh, for me, it's definitely that I could sit back and watch you guys. I prefer that way. Cause that'll get me going and it's not that awkward. Okay. I have to try to get going while people are interacting with me. I can sit back, watch you and get everything moving. Yeah. And that definitely worked for Bob yes. because Bob slid over and climbed between your legs and started going down on you. Yes, he did. And from what I remember, he did a very good job. He did a very good job. He made me come. Go, Bob. Go, Bob. I decided to return the favor. So you are a superstar at that. And I know he pushed you off a couple of times going, oh, slow down, slow down. So I start going down on her too. That's when he's kind of making you slow down. So he starts going down on you again, but you kind of scoot yourself over. You scoot yourself over and you guys get into a 69. Yep. Right next to you guys. Yes. She tells me that she wants to go down on me. And by this point, after listening to you guys for a while, I'm hard, ready for that? hard and ready for that to happen <laughs> as opposed to the uh, that look that I get of why aren't you hard yet when I get a blowjob from somebody. And it's like, oh, oh, you get that look? Oh, I do. And it's oh. it's annoying, which is why I prefer to sit back and hang on. Let, let me get to the point I want to be before we uh, so, start that interaction. So I don't mean to go off on a tangent here, but... I really try hard not to, if that's the case with any of the guys that I'm with, I try not to give an indication that I'm aware of what is happening to the extent that it might make them feel badly. Where where they start thinking, okay, she wants me hard, why aren't I hard? I need to get hard. And well, the second you think I need to get hard, guess what you're not doing? (laughs) I mean, and I know that that's, I know that's a thing, like where you put pressure on that person inadvertently, not really purposely, but as a woman, you I don't know. I mean, I guess we probably do a lot of things inadvertently. Well, well, every woman would love to put a soft cock in their mouth and have it get hard in their mouth from that. But as a guy, you're automatically thinking, okay, she definitely wants this hard. She wants this hard. She doesn't want to suck a soft cock. She wants a hard cock. And it immediately gets into your head. Well, okay, but from a guy's standpoint, what should a girl do? So you're soft, and now I'm the woman who's going to be swapping with you. What what do I do? I mean, if, in theory, the wife, in if, theory, it should that should work most but, of the but time. We're it saying does, but. that it doesn't. I'm, I'm saying that it doesn't. I'm saying that here is a situation where you have somebody shoot you that look, where you're like, oh shit, now it's not going to work because she just looked at me like, why the fuck aren't you hard? How do we not shoot the look? What do we do? What- See, my opinion, what works for me is I typically try to kind of give one of those nudges of picking them up and try to start making out with them and get things going in that direction. Okay. Just to try to build it up that way and like, try to get my mind off put of trying to get there. hard. Right. Okay. Um, other guys, it's probably different for them. It's, but for me, the second I get that feeling of, okay, she really wants me hard, I really get in my head at times. How does a woman approach you in a way that helps you and doesn't revert you back into your head? For me, it's the making out and the touching. When it gets straight to oral, if it's not there yet, it's very rare that it does get there quickly. So interesting to me. I would feel like... Oral should. Oh, yeah, get it, it 100% should. But unfortunately, it becomes in my head okay, hurry up, hurry up, get hard, get hard. And that's always the way not to do so. Luckily, that was not the situation in the bedroom this time around. So Linda gives you a good blowjob. You're already hard, so that's great. And I'm sitting there getting a blowjob from her, watching you guys in your 69. You are very ready to fuck him. You get off of his face, slide yourself onto his cock, cowgirl. Yes. I think he requested this position. Oh, he absolutely did. Yes. 
I mean, and to be honest, as a guy, it is a very good way to control yourself and try to keep from coming. Really? Yes, because you can kind of adjust your hips to that point where you're not thrusting. The girl's still getting what she needs out of it, but you can hold back a little there. However, in this situation, you have clearly gotten him close a handful of times. Oops. <laughs> and very quickly after you start, he taps you and says, I'm about to come. Just as you guys start, Linda and I get ready to start as well. And he taps you, says he's about to come. Yep. So I promptly jump off and get all of his cum right in my mouth. And at that moment, I start fucking her. And as I'm fucking her, I kind of see Bob get up and he has this ugh look on his face. And it's I'm just really uncomfortable at this point. And you're like, I don't know if I should try to get him hard again. And it's it's like he's done, and I don't know if he wants me to keep going. Right. So I stop fucking her, go down on her for another minute or so, and then stop. We all just start kind of talking, and things just fizzle out because I wasn't going to stretch out that situation after he had just come very quickly. Yeah. And- it's a tough call there because you never know. Sometimes that person sitting out can really be a bit of a buzzkill. And I don't know that that was the situation here, but I'm just saying that they can, I think they it very can much either was. be a sideline cheerleader and be like, oh yeah, keep going. That's so hot. Or yeah, babe, do you like that? Or, you know, you there's he definitely created the vibe of, I wanted to still be doing this while you're doing something. Right. And I can't. So I don't want to say he was huffing or pouting, but but it felt that way. It, it sh- he was he was, was not giving the ooh this yes. is hot look. He was giving yeah. the hurry up and let's get out of here look. The vibe was, damn it, I came too soon and now I have to sit here and you know yeah it was it was not. Let's everybody have fun. Yep, it's good for me though. And again, you love that. <laughs> you absolutely love Sorry. making people come fast. I do. It's just, it's a sense of accomplishment. The fact that he made you come first. Yeah. And then you got him very close several times with a blowjob and then rode him and he came quickly. I could totally get where you'd be very excited by that. Maybe I need to like join in on the other side of things for a little while before I. What probably would have worked best there is after you made him come, if you went back to her and started doing things with her, because that's what clearly got him going in the beginning. Yeah. That it might have gotten him back so we wrap up and start getting dressed and have a little idle chit chat and they take off it was actually a very short evening it was uh, overall with dinner and playing the game and our play we finished in like less than three and a half hours which is unusual for us no it's usually three and a half hours of sitting on the couch chatting before we even before even get to the bedroom (laughs) yeah yeah but being a wednesday night that was perfect for us because then we got home before midnight so that was good (laughs) Then two weeks later, we land back at the club for the St. Patrick's Day party. Springtime. This is the night that we met RJ and Ashley. Yeah, yeah. We got to meet RJ and Ashley because we were back in the hallway by the porn theater area. And Tony and Gina were there. And Gina was wearing a shamrock shirt. I remember that. It was a sheer shirt with shamrocks on it that were very high. All of the girls there were like, there's no way those will cover your nipples. That's the the shamrocks are too high. No no girl has tits that are that perfectly high. Yeah, it was awkward. So it was kind of sexy because all the girls were trying it on. Here, try this shirt on. Try this shirt on. So all the girls were getting topless, putting this sheer shirt on and getting topless again. And RJ and Ashley walked by. We were talking to another couple, Joel and Susan. And Joel was like, 
you guys got to meet Ashley. This shirt will fit on her that way. RJ and Ashley come over. We introduce ourselves and Ashley tries on the shirt and lo and behold, perfect shamrocks right on her perfect tits. It was <laughs> fantastic. So she takes the shirt off and Joel is very into the idea of getting a big group of us together to go play. And you can tell that a handful of the couples that we were talking to were like, eh, we don't know about this group thing. And we really hadn't done the group thing very much at that point. No, not in a private room. We had only done the couples room group play, but that seems different in comparison. I I will say in the couples room, it's because you kind of walk in the couples room and see who's there and the group just kind of forms. But to get a group out in the hallway at that point in our swinging relationship, now it seems that more often than not, it's much easier to grab a group of people than try to pick which one little by little. So I, I think we've created more of a group play situation for us. But at this point, some of us are interested in finding a room. Others are going along with it, I guess. (laughs) But as we're searching for an open room, couples are kind of peeling off here and there. And it ends up just being the four of us, Joel and Susan and us. And we finally come around the corner and find a room down at the end of one of the side halls. And it's a room that you and I hadn't played in yet. At that point, no. And it had a full-size bed and a chase lounge. A chase. A chase. <laughs> so we head in there and it's just the four of us and we close the door and you start making out with Joel and I start making out with Susan. And Susan says that she desperately wants a taste of you, Nessa. <laughs> you are not one to turn anyone away for that. So she lays you down in the bed. You, of course, when we got in the room, the first thing you do is take off your clothes because, <laughs> hey, it's go time. And you, you don't like people addressing you. you. You like to just get it out of the way and go. It's weird you say that because I don't think that I, I do enjoy somebody undressing me. I just feel that there are gentlemen and women out there who are good at it and make it sexy and very sensual. And then there's the other ones that it's awkward and they're trying to wiggle something off of you and depends on what I'm wearing. If I'm wearing something that I know is just going to be a very strange undressing moment, I just take it off immediately. But like, you know, like there's other things where when you're wearing only one or. And then there's that too, where it's like, well, this is easy enough to take off. I'm just going to get rid of it now versus trying to mess around with it later. We actually just found out that Ryan and Claire, Ryan very much likes, as he called it, opening his present. Yeah. And undressing you because we actually were talking about it and we had mentioned that you were very quick to get undressed. And he said, don't do that. Actually, Claire said, don't do that. Ryan wants to undress you. Don't you dare. But he's good at it. So there's, you know, there's that whole part of it that it's enjoyable if it's done properly. Okay. But, you know, if you get stuck, if if your foot's stuck in your pants and then there's that weird, like, they got to try to pull it off and you're like pulling your leg and who knows, you end up kneeing somebody in the face. Which we haven't done yet. (laughs) No, but that's what's happening in my mind (laughs) when I'm trying to wiggle out of clothes. And my clothes aren't even that tight. I'm I'm going to be honest. I love the fact that you are the first one naked and ready to go. So I I don't have an issue with you doing that. No, I know. But I'm just saying that it's not because I don't like being undressed. It's just because I'm saving the undressing for maybe somebody who wants to do it, like Orion. (laughs) So Susan pushes you down on the bed, spreads your legs, and starts going down on you. Yes. 
And you are very much enjoying that. And while Joel and I are, I'm not just a receiver of things. I'm also a giver of things. This is true. So as Joel and I are sitting back, kind of watching the show and getting prepared to join, you pull Susan up, pull the reverse card, (laughs) make out with her a little and then roll over and start going down on her. Yeah. Reverse, reverse. Sorry. Is there a way to make Uno sexy? Because there has to be. We should. Well, I, let's figure it out. Oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to fuck with Uno <laughs> like rules. The reverse size. card can be a kind of get up and move partners kind of thing. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're gonna have to play with this a little. Change partners. We might introduce sexy Uno here soon. <laughs> As you are going down on her, Susan motions to both of us to come over to you guys. And Joel walks over and puts his cock in her mouth while you're going down on her. And she motions over to me with her other hand on the other side of the bed. And she's stroking my cock while blowing him and then alternates back and forth to me. And I decide to give her a little help. So I get. She does get very focused on going down on me. So you stop going down on her for a little while and go over and start going down on him. So you're blowing him and he tells you that he wants to fuck you. So you lay down on your back and he starts fucking you while standing on the side of the bed. Susan then stops blowing me and turns around doggy style and has me fuck her doggy style. You are on your back next to her. She's leaning over, touching your pussy as he's fucking you. And you kind of put your arm under her and pull her over on top of you. And you guys end up 69ing while I'm fucking her doggy style and he's fucking you standing on the side of the bed. It was pretty hot. Yes, it fucking was. (laughs) I am enjoying this a lot. So I know, okay, don't keep going (laughs) because this will finish way too quick. And I kind of pull out and sit back and watch you guys. He's still fucking you. Then Joel says that he wants to fuck you doggy style. So she climbs off of you. You flip over doggy style and he starts fucking you from behind. And you reach for my cock and start blowing me while he's fucking you from behind. Which is also very hot. (laughs) Yes, and we... (laughs) This was the first time we've done something like this in a long time, if not ever, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. At this point in our journey, this was the first time we've done so many positions. So many four person involved positions. Yes. I guess. Yeah. Four. You're right. And I'm enjoying this thoroughly. And after he fucks you for a while, doggy style, he says, I want to fuck you over there on that thing. Pointing at the chase. The chase. (laughs) do say it every time <laughs> every time so he walks you over there and again puts you up doggy style and she backs up doggy style to me on the bed i'm fucking her doggy style there he's fucking you doggy style on the chase and by now it's I've, I've held back over and over and over again and there's no holding back listening to you and having susan's fucking sexy ass bouncing back and forth into me so i pull out and come all over her back and she lays back on the bed and starts playing with herself watching you guys fuck and now that is an ideal person sitting on the side and i (laughs) which prompted us to leave the chase and go over to the bed and now it was became the three of us me her and him where i got to ride him but while i was riding him she was between his legs kind of like playing with his balls and licking his taint and like those kinds of things she would be rubbing my back playing with my tits she's kind of all over the place in a good way absolutely and it was a nice interaction with the three of us and you being the cheerleader you are on the side didn't 
didn't pout or anything. No, there just... was no pouting. I, I actually sat back <laughs> right. on the chase, put my arms behind my head and sat back and watched and loved every second of it. And what you know what I love the most about that? Susan kept looking up at me going, oh my God. And she would literally mouth, oh my God, just every time you made a sound and she would touch your tits or rub your ass. And she was, she was loving every second of that. You were so quiet back there. I actually at one point had to completely turn around to be able to see you. But you turned around, smiled at me, and went right back to work. And very sexy listening to the sounds of you. So then as you keep riding him, he soon announces that he's about to come. So you climb off getting ready to catch it yourself, but she is right there and wraps her lips around there (laughs) and sucks every bit of gum out of him. I love the fact that we were in that many multiple different everybody involved positions. That was fun. It was actually a best of both worlds for me because I got to be involved for a little while. I got to sit back and watch at the start. I got to be involved. And then I got to sit back and finish watching. And Susan is very bisexual. So she enjoyed you very much, but also enjoyed me very much. So it makes for a very nice combination of things as well when she can still get back in there and continue to play even after. Yes. And and she was, she was very eager and continuing, Yeah, but allowing you guys to do your thing. And just being a physical cheerleader, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So we wrap up, we get dressed and we go out and we run into a bunch of our friends and we start talking, hey, we have an empty house tomorrow night and start offering to host a pool party the next night. Yeah. Impromptu. Uh, And extremely impromptu, like, hey, whoever can come. So we go home and the next morning we start sending out texts to, let's say, seven or eight couples Mm -hmm. saying, hey, we know it's a Sunday early evening. Are you guys up for it? And Echo and Falcon say, absolutely, if you're having a party, we're doing I think they even adjusted their kid schedule to make sure that they could come. (laughs) Ron and Holly. Yep. Tom and Lauren. Yep. And Jim and Mary were actually celebrating Mary's birthday weekend. Weekend. Yeah. It was like a whole. And there, there was a, they had a big everybody at the club sing happy birthday. And I said, hey, when is she taking off? And he says, not till the last flight out Sunday night. And I said, then you guys need to come to our pool party. Yes. 
And they say, okay, we have dinner first, but we will be there. So the party starts, excessively punctual, are Echo and Falcon, Tom and Lauren, and Ron and Holly. Mm-hmm. And the eight of us are all standing in the kitchen around the island. Somebody brought wine and we opened up the wine. At least the girls opened up the wine bottle. And I think even Falcon had some too. Falcon does love his wine. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of how many people. But anyways, yeah, I poured glasses of wine for everybody. We just kind of sat around and talked, and this was the first time that many of our friends had seen our new house. This was the first time we invited anybody to the house, actually. Yeah, we had moved in, what, just that past October. so five months or so. Right, so so we were excited to entertain and have people over, so I think we did a couple house showings, you know, walking people around. We were very excited about our shower to show people, so (laughs) so we took people into our bedroom and took people through our bathroom and showed them our fun shower setup. You were very excited to play hostess this night. This was our first chance to really have people over. I don't remember if it was Lauren or Holly, but the two of them were very eager to get in the pool. Oh, Holly was super excited for the pool, which is funny because Ron was not. (laughs) (laughs) So We eventually, all eight of us, head into the pool. I think we were trying to stall for Jim and Mary to get there. Yeah, we were, but I think we finally gave up on it. And They wanted us. It was Sunday night. We had to get going. Yes. <laughs> and I think that was one of the big things because Ron and Holly are definitely the early birds. Yeah. I, I don't think Lauren is too far behind on that early bird <laughs> thing either, by the way. Everybody surprisingly changes into suits <laughs> and we head into the pool. Like it's a surprise. Yeah. I will be honest. I was very surprised that everybody put on suits. I was kind of half expecting that. But in all honesty, I love the idea of peeling off a swimsuit. Oh, really? Yes. Why is that? It's just that extra... Unwrapping your gift? It's not so much the unwrapping. I'm going to say it's the, number one, you know me, and wet, be it wet in the shower, wet and soapy, wet and messy, just wet in general. Just the idea of, oh, look, we're in a swimming pool where where it's typical that you would wear a suit, but now we're making out and now I'm peeling off your suit or pulling your suit aside. I I think pulling it aside is super sexy, but peeling it off is a little more awkward i think but uh, okay I, I fucking i am a big fan okay see it so i guess i'm happy that everybody wore suits yeah and for guys getting into a we don't keep our kind pool of, that cold but right. it's still technically <laughs> cold, cold first, walking in. yeah I, I think i think gentlemen agree or gentlemen <laughs> appreciate the fact that they have a suit on <laughs> as they first enter the pool george costanza <laughs> well i just got back from swimming in the pool <laughs> And the water was cold. Uh, you mean shrinkage? Yes. Significant shrinkage. So you you feel you were shortchanged? Yes. I mean, if she thinks that's me, she's under a complete misapprehension. So we all get in the pool. We're kind of just hovering around in a circle next to our own partners. Well, I think there were several different flotation devices that we were all trying to figure out which ones were useful and which ones might be useful. The pool was new to us, and this was the first time we had people in there. Technically, you and I hadn't even had sex in the pool yet. No, we hadn't. Because you were very, you can't have sex in a pool. The, the water is awful. Oh, we can't do that. Oh, in my teenage years, 
one of my biggest, biggest crushes I've ever had on somebody. He, his family had a pool in their backyard. And one night when he invited me over to come swim in his pool, I really, being young, I didn't think anything of it, but I went over and it was just me and him swimming in the pool. It was really cute. You know, we- Now, hang on. Did you have a suit? Yes, I had a suit. Okay, so you he were- had, pre- had a suit too. We were young. You were prepared a, for this. Okay. It was a backyard pool. Like it wasn't- very I, I didn't know if this I was, I was out and about and he said, come over and swim in my pool. And you're like, oh, I'll just throw on brown panties and I'll just go to brown panties. No, no, no. I mean, he, he called me up and asked me if I wanted to come over. So, I mean, it, it was like I okay. planned to come right. go swimming. Anyways, we swim for a while, swimming around the pool in, de- in each other's arms, you know, rubbing up against each other, kissing, doing all of the normal lead up things. We attempt to have sex in the pool but it's not working. And then we get out of the pool and then we were on the deck of the pool trying to have sex there and it wasn't working. Ultimately, it was such a bummer of a night because it just nothing worked. Essentially, the pool water had washed away any natural lubrication that I was creating for myself. So anytime we tried to put something in there, it was literally like putting brakes on. It hurt. It was terrible. There was zero lubrication that was useful. To this day, I think about that time and I think, had we have had actually really good sex that night, my life might be completely different. (laughs) But because it was such a crummy night, it was like, okay, cool. We're just friends. That was awkward. And we walked away from it and never spoke of it again. It was just very awkward. And yeah, so that is my thought of pool sex. And when we got in the pool with our party of swinging friends, I'm just like, I don't know how this is going to go. I think you were really thinking, hey, we'll go hang out in the pool, do some kissing and touching, and then move to the living room or something. Yeah, take it to a dry place. (laughs) Yeah. It didn't work that way, though. No, no, it did not. We're floating around trying different things. Ron quickly pulls off Holly's top as she's floating around on a little kickboard type thing. Mm -hmm. Lauren quickly pulls off her top. Jim and Mary arrive and we can see them walking up through the windows by the pool Mm -hmm. and you hop out of the pool still in your swimsuit yep and greet them and say okay yeah here let's get a get you get them a drink some drinks then i ask if then i ask if anybody else needs a drink while i'm up and out of the pool so you the being the hostess with the mostest (laughs) goes out and gets everybody drinks they change into their suits and you guys all come into the pool and you look around and you get in there. Holly's naked at this point. I think you have that backwards. I When I got out of the pool, people were still wearing their tops. Because when I came back, suddenly like everybody's naked. And I was like, whoa. So now Holly's floating around on this tiny kickboard naked. Lauren's topless. And Falcon's quick to pull off Echo's top. And we're all kind of sitting there chatting. And you guys come in. And you get in the pool looking around like, wait, how come I'm the only one not topless? I know. I was like, whoa, what happened between the last five minutes from the trip from the pool to the refrigerator? It was a bit of a shocker that I'm so far behind. So you get in the pool and take <laughs> off your top. And I'm like, no, no, bottoms too. You're like, what? No. And I'm like, hey, you were behind. So now you got to take the lead here. <laughs> so I quickly peel off the rest of your swimsuit and throw that out to the side. And we're all making out with our own individual partners. And we're standing next to Echo and Falcon. As we typically do with Echo and Falcon, we kind of swip swap. <laughs> <laughs> and I start making out with Echo while you're making out with Falcon. And Well, and since there's such easy access, because I no longer have a suit on. <laughs> <laughs> 
bottoms included. Falcon starts to finger me as well as make out with me at the same time. Echo and I float off to the shallow end and over by the wall. I have her up against the wall and I'm kind of sliding my cock back and forth across her pussy. Mm. And she is very much loving that. And we're making out. And since there are so many people in the pool, you kind of don't want to put all of your focus on one person. This is where I think of you as the hostess. (laughs) And you kind of were bouncing around, just checking in on everybody and just making sure you took a second to interact with everybody. Mm -hmm. You kind of stop over by Jim and Mary, but those two are very focused on each other. So you kind of rub her back a little and then float over to Tom and Lauren. Tom and Lauren. And by this point, Lauren had removed Tom's suit, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So you were rubbing him under the water. And Falcon heads over to Holly. Holly. Mm-hmm. And they start touching. Falcon kind of pulls her over so as he can be near Echo while this is happening. Echo sees them coming back and she kind of rotates over to Falcon and they start making out. And Who am I to turn down Holly? So I drag Holly towards me and we're making out. I'm playing with her pussy and again, start rubbing my cock on her a little. Echo comes over and starts making out with Tom. So me and Lauren break off. Well, this moment actually was one of Tom's favorite moments that he mentioned in his first episode where... Echo came over and put her hand down under the water and discovered how very large Tom's cock is and promptly says, turns to Lauren, you are a lucky lady. Very lucky girl, as a matter of fact, is what she said. And that put a big smile on Tom's face. Tom's face, yes. So me and Lauren end up kind of breaking off and making out for a while. A lot of underwater touching. Yes. And and I am frequently looking over at you guys and Falcon. As Echo had headed that way, comes over towards Holly and I, and he's behind her kissing her neck and rubbing on her tits. And she works her way down and starts fucking me. So we're having sex and Falcon is actually moving her back and forth on my cock, which I thought was pretty fucking sexy. Yeah. The zero gravity feeling you get in the pool is pretty fantastic. (laughs) After a while of that, Falcon kind of spins her around and floats off with her. Echo at this point has come over and joined in with me and Lauren a little bit. And you girls are very touchy, if I remember, because now I'm sitting back just... I was very focused on that. As much as I like your sounds, I very much enjoy hearing Echo. And you can pick her out in a crowd, I think. (laughs) We have have walked down the hallway at the club and I've gone, oh, there's Echo. (laughs) And I try not to yell, hey, Echo, or anything like that, but sometimes I do. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I do. But you have your hand underwater and between her legs, and you are working her very well to the point that she lets you and everyone else in the room know that she's coming. (laughs) I don't know what was happening, but I do know that Jim and Mary had sex, and then they got up and got out of the pool and started drying off. Yeah, they had somewhere they had to be. You know, they did their thing and they called it. They they were nice enough to swing by. Early night, yeah. So they had to catch her flight. So they hopped out of the pool, got dressed, and you again, being super hostess, got up out of the pool and walked them into the kitchen. And you guys actually ended up chatting for about 15 minutes at this point. Yeah, we were talking for a little bit. I think Mary was getting changed and I make sure they have towels to dry off and packed up a little bit of food for them too. So 
So as you were out there with them. The party continued. The party did continue. Yes. I get back with Echo, continue rubbing my cock back and forth on her clit, to which she was thoroughly enjoying. Falcon comes over, starts playing with her tits while I'm doing that, and she spins around and starts making out with him and floats off as Lauren comes over to me. And Lauren then grabs my cock and starts rubbing it back and forth on her clit as well. Enjoys that and then pushes me inside of her. And she and I start fucking for a minute or two in that way up against the wall. Unfortunately, we were not in the shallow end. Oh, no. And my zero gravity, while fun and easy, is not that easy when you're trying to fuck. That is one thing that I will say with the pool, you need to have, we need to have grab bars or something that can... A floating sex a cage? Study. <laughs> a sex the island. A sex island, island in the pool. <laughs> no, I mean, it's still nice underwater. That's not... The problem isn't mm-hmm. the water. The problem is staying still, that right. you don't have any friction at all. There's nothing to slow you down or stop you. And, so. and I will say that if I remember correctly, it was a little difficult at that moment, too, because we had been in the water for a while. Oh, no. So I think that lubrication had washed away. Yeah. So just I, I remember the location being difficult, and it didn't last as long as I would have liked it to. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You finally get back in the pool. And Made it back. head over to Falcon. You guys make out a little bit more and he touches you all over. And Holly now, I come to find out, has been practicing her underwater blowjobs <laughs> with Ron and Tom. And I go, well, I've never had an underwater blowjob. And she says, that's funny. I've never given you an underwater blowjob and drops down and goes to give me an underwater blowjob. Well, you head over to Tom and start making out and stroking his cock some more. But unfortunately, it was getting very late. I wouldn't even call it very late, but it was. But it was late. Definitely, for a Sunday, it yes. was. It was after ten on a Sunday, and people were ready to get moving. So we kind of wrapped up the, our very first pool party that way. Yeah, it was fun time. It was very fun, but we learned that we needed to figure out the lubrication process if we were going to keep having sex in the pool. Yep. After everybody left, what did we do? You and I immediately hopped online and started searching what can we use to be in a pool lubrication in the pool <laughs> yeah and we found out that uber lube was fantastic and i ordered, ordered some, some for next day delivery on amazon <laughs> and the very next night you and i ended up back in the pool to try it out and discovered a best way for us to have sex in the pool and guess what on the steps with the uber lube best ever all right perfect right? I, I i love having sex with you on our pool i i love Touching you in her pool float. Again, this goes back to my, I love things wet. Yes. And we now keep two bottles of Uber Lube, one on the shelf at the deep end of the pool and one in the basket near the shallow end. <laughs> I did learn a lesson about being a wonderful hostess. Sometimes being a wonderful hostess also means that I don't get to be a part of the party the entire time, unfortunately. I was a little bummed that you weren't there for most of this. Yeah, I was too, but it still ended up being a really fun night and we haven't put it together, but I think our plans would be to do it again. <laughs> we, we need to have another pool party, so yeah. I, I agree. Anytime I can get our friends all wet. Us. We just need to ask Viv and John to put together a guest list for us because <laughs> they're so good at it. That's true. They can Maybe they can gift us a guest list. They gift us a guest list. <laughs> I like it. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.